Good morning. Let's all stand as we start our sunrise service. We lift up our voices as we sing, Alleluia, Alleluia, hearts to heaven and voices raise. Alleluia, Alleluia, hearts to heaven and voices raise. Sing to God a hymn of gladness. Sing to God a hymn of praise. He who on the cross as Savior for the salvation bled. Jesus Christ, the King of glory, now is risen from the dead. Now the iron bars are broken, Christ from death to life is born. Glorious life and life immortal on this resurrection morn. Christ has triumphed and we conquer by his mighty enterprise. We with him to life eternal by his resurrection rise. Low in the grave he lay, Jesus my Savior, morn as we come to celebrate that very event. It is the security of our salvation for Christ had victory over death. Let's go to him in prayer. Ask him to come and meet with us this morning. Father in heaven, we come before you and we thank you for your many, many blessings to us. Most of all, we thank you for our living savior. The fact that he died on the cross for us, paid the penalty for our sin while he himself being that sinless, spotless lamb of God. We praise you and we thank you for his victory over the grave, his resurrection, and that even at this very moment, he is at the right hand of the Father there interceding for us. Lord, as you promise, where two or more are gathered, there are you in, in, in the midst. We ask you to come and meet with us this morning as we celebrate your resurrection. 
In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated.
Matthew 28 tells us that in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly, and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him, lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. Let's lift up our voices again as we sing the old rugged cross, and then living hope, and you may remain seated. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering. And I love that old cross where the tear is Jesus Christ, my living hope. 
from the greatness to infinite glory. O praise the Lord, the risen Christ, the name of names, the Lord of life. Let songs of joy now fill the skies. He lives, he lives, O worship the scriptures to you a few minutes ago. I had taken you to Matthew chapter 27 and 28, where you get both the crucifixion and the resurrection. That took place about 2,000 years ago. I'm going to take you 900 years before that. About 2,900 years ago, you find the account of the crucifixion and resurrection given to us in Psalm 22. One of the most remarkable texts out of both the New Testament and the New is there in Matthew chapter 27, verse 46, where it says about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? When you go to Psalm 22, 900 years before the crucifixion, you find here a text that is the prophecy of that coming crucifixion, penned by David, the king of Israel, as God inspired him to write these words. The very first verse says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? We are immediately linked to both texts. Understanding that the Lord wants us to understand that the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ was not an accident. It's not that something happened and got him caught up in the events of the social, political, religious times under the Roman rule. No, this was prophesied, planned by God himself. 
He knew that our sins had separated us from him. He knew that the price needed to be paid and that he desired to pay it himself because nobody else could. So all the way back 2,900 years ago, we find Psalm 22 giving us a glimpse of what would happen 900 years later, 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem. That very first verse, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Reminds us that when he hung upon the cross, he was separated from the Father because he had taken upon himself the sins of all humanity. Your sins, my sins. As we go a little bit farther down in the text, verse 6 says, But I am a worm, and no man a reproach of men, and despised of the people. Such an interesting verse in the Hebrew because the word worm connects it to a specific kind of worm in that part of the world. That worm, when you crush it, the red that comes out of it is the very same red that they used to make red dye for clothing and wood. So when he makes that statement there, I am a worm, he is really referencing to the fact that Christ's blood would one day, that stain, that red, would wash us white as snow. He himself, his giving of that blood would change us. As you come down to verses 7 and 8, it says, All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. And if you were to go from Psalm 22 over to Matthew 27, you would find there also that it talks about those who came and stood at the base of the cross and mocked Jesus Christ, mocked him and ridiculed him and, and shot the lip out at him, just as prophesied here in Psalm 22. Verses 9 and 10 in Psalm 22 says, But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breasts. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. And of course we know the Lord Jesus Christ was prophesied. The angel came and told Mary she would bear a child. She said, how can that possibly be? I've never known a man. And the angel told her, no, this child will be of the Holy Ghost. From the womb of Mary came forth the Son of God. Even as Psalm talks about God knew, God planned. As we come down to verses 11, on down in our text in Psalm 22, we find the Roman crucifixion before there even was a Rome. Remember, we're looking here in Psalm 22, 900 years before the crucifixion. And listen as I read the text and hear the events of that day in Jerusalem spoken of all those many years before. Be not far from me, for trouble is near. For there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and roaring lion. 
I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far, but be not thou far from me, O Lord. O my strength, haste thee to help me. So here you find the Lord Jesus Christ all the way back in Psalm 22. We find him upon the cross and just as is described in Matthew, so we hear here all the agony of the cross, him being drained of his blood, his thirst. Matthew talks about that thirst. The Psalms talks about that thirst. His Bones being out of joint as they hang him upon the cross. We find here that God knew, God planned to pay the price for your sins and my sins. It was all in play. It was all in place by God's plan. When you come down to verses 21 down through 24, you find where Christ goes to the very center of the earth. He goes to the paradise. There where hell and Abraham's bosom is. Listen to what takes place in verses 21 down through 24. Save me from the lion's mouth. For thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All ye the seed of Jacob, glorify him and fear him, all ye the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the, afflict, the affliction of the afflicted, neither hath he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto him, he heard. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The Bible tells us that when Christ was crucified there, he went into the grave for three days. The scriptures teach us that he went to paradise and he explained to all those in Abraham's bosom, all that Christ, he himself had done on the cross, how he had paid for the sins of all mankind and he was the hope of all humanity. That text reminds us that he went to declare that to Abraham's seed, that they might know that the price had been paid. As we come to verses 28 through 31, I'm, no, I mean uh, 25 through 27, we find the living Savior. We find the resurrection itself here in Psalm 22. Listen to verses 25 and 26. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and the satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. When Jesus Christ rose from the dead, he himself 
God himself lives forever. Our New Testament teaches us that he sits at the right hand of the Father and there he intercedes for you and I. Every day he is there for us. Not only that, as we rest in him and trust in him, put our faith in him, he dwells within us within, in the form of the Holy Ghost. And there he ministers to us, brings to us the remembrance of, our, of the things we have learned of him. And he comforts our hearts with the peace that passeth understanding. When you look down at verse 27, it says, All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. He transitions from that resurrection, that heart that will live forever, to the message that we find in Matthew 28, where he sends forth the apostles with a great commission to go forth and tell the whole world. In fact, as we come down to right down to the end of the chapter, it's about spreading the message of the resurrected living Savior. He says in verse 28, for the kingdom is the Lord's and he is the governor among the nations. All they that be fat upon the earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him and none can keep alive his own soul. You and I, we only trust in Jesus. And we know that every knee shall bend and every head shall bow and confess him as Lord. Even in verse, as verse 29 just said. Verse 30 says, a seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for generations. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born. That he hath done this. And here we are. All these many years later, 2,900 years past Psalm 22. We are, verse 31, they shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born, that that he hath done. You and I today celebrating and rejoicing in that which our Lord Jesus Christ has done. You and I that have been born, not when this was written, but 2,900 years later, we are celebrating the resurrection of the Christ. You and I, as we come this morning, we understand that our very faith, our very hope rests in Christ's victory over the grave. Yes, he died. Yes, he shed his blood for your sins and mine. But if he had stayed in the grave, the scriptures teach us that we, we would be of all people most miserable. For we would be without hope. But in the resurrection, we find our hope, our rest, our peace. Because he lives, we live. We rest and trust in him. And we pass that message to our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. Those who are not even born yet, that message goes on to them. From Psalm 22 to Matthew 27 and 28, we find the crucifixion, the resurrection, we find the living Savior, the hope of all humanity. Let's have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you and praise you.
For it is you that has given to us the hope of eternal life. It is you that has given the power to overcome the grave. It is you that gives us that hope, that peace, that only can come from the resurrection. I pray that today as we celebrate, I pray it would be your Holy Spirit that ministers to our hearts, our souls, that we may lift you up and exalt you. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. In Christ's name, amen. amen. Down in the fellowship hall, we have a full breakfast prepared for you. Brother Dave McConnell made homemade cinnamon buns for everybody. We had a crew of folks come in and they made uh, a breakfast casserole, home fries. Um, there's little fruit cups. If you're diabetic, don't eat the fruit cups. <laughs> and then we have, uh, we've got orange juice and coffee. A wonderful breakfast for everybody. Let's ask God's blessing on that breakfast. Father, I pray that you'd bless this food to our bodies. I ask that you'd bless those who came and worked hard to prepare it. Help us today to fellowship and celebrate in you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.